All right, July 6th. Already July 6th. Look at that. Motown Rundown. We're still here. We're still alive. Thankfully, every day is a blessing. We're still here. Um, rolling again, still not in studio. You'd think by now we'd have an answer when we're getting back in the studio. We don't. Either way, let's check in. Coming off the heels of 4th of July. How is everyone's 4th? How is everyone's Day of Independence celebrating this great nation? You know, it was a good time. One of my uh, one of my friends, she's got a pool, and then she's oh. also got this little. She's got this little guest loft, so she had a, our friends Ooh. over, and we we had a good, nice day. What at the goes pool. on a guest loft? <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I don't know how to describe loft. it because it's not Stays a guest house. Guest loft. It's not a guest house. Seven like, minutes no. in heaven. <laughs> Spin like, the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It was fun. <laughs> Collins, what did you do? Uh, I just I went up to my family cottage and played golf. I'm I, I mean I'm starting to pure the ball off the tee, so I'm feeling pretty good. Other than that, just chilling. I'm getting fat again. I, I was on a great regiment and I've been yourself. drinking. No, but I I can it's I I got to get back in the gym. This week is crucial for what, me what, what? to maintain my body type. What do you gain from you announcing that? You just hope that that fires you up because then you got to main. You yeah, gotta, you got to put your money where your mouth. I want is. people to know that I need to be better. That, that, take, I can be that better. takes a that takes a man to do that. I respect that. Yeah, I'm humble. <laughs> Collins, Collins, I want you to know that uh, over over this past past week, I have invested a ton of money in my golf game. What does that mean? New new shoes today. New putter grip. Had that installed today. I'm in the. I have joined the Superstroke family. Superstroke made. Got my MSC grip. I'm getting fitted for clubs Thursday and Friday, back to back. Thirteen new clubs coming my way. I'm locked in. I got a big. I got a big uh, outing at the end of July. Not an outing, but me and some of my boys are taking a trip up to Boyne to play a couple rounds. So this is the time to invest. My parents, my parents have promised me uh, it was supposed to be my Christmas gift, which then turned into my birthday gift, which still has not happened, of me getting new clubs. And now this has turned into me getting new clubs for the sake of my brother wants new clubs for his birthday, and he's going to get my old one. <laughs> so that's kind of how things have shaken out. But I'm excited. I'm feeling great. Oh, you don't have, are you like getting – so you're getting like professionally fitted for clubs? Oh, yeah, getting fitted. Watch out. Nothing makes you feel better than when you're under those trash mans. Watch out. You're like, yeah, not, yeah. take a couple strokes off the game. My hair looks phenomenal in this Zoom right now. Yeah, you do look good. Good radio. I, I know. I'm really tan right now. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Trent's oh. really tan, too. Yeah, Trent Sorry. looks great. Trent's Beach every day, God. man. Beach Golden every day God. for at, at least a half hour. <laughs> Golden God, Trent. Um, here are some, some quick, uh, housekeeping items. Number one, shout out impact fam. Ryan Cole was engaged. Really? Yes. Did you not see that? No, I didn't either. I did not see that either. Ryan Cole voice of the, uh, Motown rundown intro, which we now cannot use for the time being due to <laughs> copyright issues, yeah. which apparently have surfaced after two years of us doing the podcast. All of a sudden now this is a problem, but I digress. Uh, Ryan Cole is engaged. That's awesome. That makes me feel kind of old. Shout out. Ryan Cole, What's Ryan Cole, the ultimate dad. Good for him, man. I got to reach out. Great guy. I, Great I, had guy. I feel bad. I didn't yes. know. Phenomenal human. Wait, what's being. it called? Did, did he like post on Instagram? I might not follow him on Instagram. Oh, it, dude, that this picture he posted on Facebook got like seven hundred likes. 
No one. That's you know you're a good guy. Yes, I mean, exactly. All time good guy. guy. Ryan Cole, great guy. Uh, another thing that happened while we were away. Do you think any of our listeners know who Ryan Cole is? No, they don't. Because it's basically like our mom and dads just yeah, listening to this yeah. podcast. <laughs> former former impactor Ryan Cole. Um, great guy. Monty Bates. This was huge. Collins, I'll let you take the reins on this one because this, I know this means a lot to you. I tried visibly like <laughs> at work. And it's not even because like I was I was like just so shocked because it came out of nowhere. And the thing that's crazy, like my family all went to Michigan State, my dad's side, and it's huge. Like my dad has six siblings. So I get I get like eight hundred text messages on my phone. Mommy's announcing his decision at like whatever. I'm like, and at first I think it's just him making an announcement about prep school, and that like they because I was at work, I couldn't even watch it. I get a text message. He's like, he's coming, and I just go, what? I'm just like, and I get chills. I get chills, and then a single tear went down my left eye. I was like, I can't believe Vernon Carey, Jabari Parker, we got a like one of these guys finally and he's from Michigan which makes it even cooler. Now now looking forward, he's gotta get to state and then he the Pistons have to be bad. So the Pistons <laughs> get him on me. And then it, it it totally becomes my dream that I sleep <laughs> with like every night where I think about Amani taking the Pistons the NBA title after winning the national title in one year with Michigan State. It's can like you imagine can you imagine if that happened. Oh, I it's can. Like, we we I need dream to dream about it every listen, night. Let's let's do this. Let's speak let's let's mention that once every show. It can literally be ten seconds. We have to speak it into existence. Yeah. We have to Imani make that happen. <laughs> every time we talk about pistons, we the have to say boy. Imani Bates on the way. The and then we can move on. So, we talk about whatever. I'm going to be jealous, Trent, though, if he happens. Not jealous. I'll be very happy if he goes to Michigan State. But that your senior year, like, the buzz on in the Breslin will be insane. Because it's going to be like Zion, basically. $500 for a ticket against, like, Rutgers that year. It'll be nasty. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Dude, he's literally the best high school prospect since LeBron James. That is 17 years. Of of prospects yeah, and Brad Williamson's and, and John Morant's and all that stuff. What'd you say? Know. They said that about like Jabari and Wiggins and all these guys, but like the hype is palpable. Well, yeah, the hype, the hype of college hoops. Hype. Yeah, you need it. The hype think, is hype. I'm my thing is though, if I think it just was kind of to me. If Amani was going to go the college route, which it sounds like he is, even though he obviously prefaced his his whole press conference with, I don't know what the future holds for me. If he was going to play in college, he was going to come to Michigan State. Like, that to me was just never in doubt. But it felt good to be yeah, like, yeah. Sure, he didn't have to announce it. He committed. That's huge. And he's like two years out, but I'm sure he'll reclassify all that stuff. But that's big news. We needed that. We did. That's we one got it. source of good news. How about some bad news, Ryan? You want bad news? Yeah, let's give the give the listeners what they want to hear. Too do much you, of that. There's too much bad news. Do you want do you want the bad news involving the Red Wings, you mean? Is that the angle you want to attack? First? I thought that was pretty obvious. Is there Well, is, dude, I don't I don't know. <laughs> is there other is there other bad news that's out there? All, I don't know. I don't news, think so. All news in in 2020 is bad news. Okay, let's let's do it. We'll we'll move into it. Um obviously <laughs> 
I, I prefaced last show by saying that if the Red Wings did not get the first pick in this draft lottery, it would ruin me. And I was sitting on my couch in East Lansing with no air conditioning, sweating, dripping wet. And I watched the balls land as they did. And, of course, as we know, the Red Wings are now picking fourth in this upcoming draft. There have been few times in my life where I have just, like, felt like everything that I've had been sucked out of my body. And it was it was one of those things where, what, Collins, what? I, just, I, I want to read a text message that Ryan Rabinowitz sent yeah. to the Motown Rundown group text after it was announced the Red Wings got the fourth <laughs> pick in the lottery. Go ahead. I've given everything I have to this city. I'm done. I'm going to bed. Well, that's <laughs> like that's dude. That's like nine o'clock. That's how I felt. You have I'm to understand, as a kid, talk about kid. dejection. That is yes. like that is like given everything to the city. Listen, like, we've we've been like, through we've been through some pretty <laughs> some pretty tough shit. As we? fans, no, we have, we have. Brock the and I. I am sucking, but well, Brock and I the other night were just watching our video that we never really made a full video, but the little preview of you know the hands of the face Packers Lions thing. But the lost video. That's, that that yeah. that brought that to my mind. But uh, I'm I'm just talking about things Rabs has sent us in this group chat. You know, throughout all these Lions losses and everything, that text was number one on the dejection list. Well, you have to – really That was so funny. You I have to understand. Like, I was if crying I, laughing. If I, could, if I could have put a camera in my living room, and obviously we were all together when the Lions-Packers things hap- thing happened, I knew. I said to myself, and I, everyone that I was texting about this, I was like, the, the Red Wings are not going to get number one. That's just not how my life has gone as far as being a fan in this city. Like, I, I, I kind of understood that. But to see – the Red Wings name pop up at four I just I fell to the ground like I I'm in full honesty I was on the ground and I was on the ground for quite some time and it just all I didn't have anything like in my body left to give and it just kind of sucked the life out of me and my knee-jerk reaction was I was I was very vocal on Twitter a lot of likes I tweeted at the NHL because I was very upset my knee-jerk reaction was rigged this is a sham like, this is ridiculous, whatever. But now that I've collected my thoughts, I, I, I have a few things to say. Obviously, you guys are, are welcome to jump in. Going into this draft, as we said last episode, the Red Wings had an 18.5% chance of getting the number one overall pick, which was the best odds in the entire draft based on the lottery and how that works, and the Red Wings statistically being the worst team in the salary cap era. One of the worst teams this year, the 2019 Red Wings, one of the worst teams to ever play in the National Hockey League. Remember that for when I come back to that point. There's also, given how these odds work, the Red Wings had a 50% chance at picking fourth. So as Steve Eiserman said, who never seems to ever be upset or angry about anything, as he said in his press conference after this all happened, he said he wasn't surprised. So now I want to address what the whole controversy is in this thing and why this should be bothering people. Number one, Saying the draft, the NHL draft lottery is rigged is kind of ridiculous. And if you want to go on YouTube, you can watch, you know, they, they released the video of Gary Bettman describing how the draft process goes with the lottery balls and how the picks work. Essentially, there's balls numbered 1 through 14. They get pulled out in a, in a random order, obviously, in the machine. And the numbers that get pulled correspond to teams on this sheet 
and that shows you what team gets what pick. So as far as the lottery being rigged in a sense of like the teams are hand selected, I don't really buy that. I will say though that they have whatever guy they have looking at this sheet of numbers, you don't get to see the sheet. So Hey, you can take with that what you want. My thing is, for a team like the Red Wings, who in the last four years of the draft lottery have fallen more than any other team in the league, whether it be, I think it's either nine or 11 spots, that's just like heartbreaking as a Red Wings fan. Because you look at a lot of these guys that get picked in the slots of the what could have been for the Red Wings, and it's heartbreaking the guys that they miss out on. I'll also say, too, it just seemed all too convenient for me that the NHL proposed this phase one, phase two, if necessary. And of course the phase two now has to happen. Like I, I just look at this and go, mm-hmm. did, did, did this really, was this really going to happen anyway that the, that the NHL was going to announce that, yes, we have a phase two planned in the event that one of these teams that is still competing for a playoff spot ends up getting a lottery pick. Of course this was going to happen. One way or another, the NHL was going to force one of these teams in because now they're going to they're going to get a whole nother night of all eyes on the NHL and now all eyes on the NHL for who's getting the number 1 pick and you get all the revenue you get off of TV and all this crap. So to me, for a team that is competing to go to play in the Stanley Cup playoffs this year, have the number one pick is ridiculous because these teams that might get the first overall pick are teams that if the season were to continue could have like 90 points. You know how many points the Red Wings had? Like 39. It doesn't make sense that you get a chance to jump teams that had 60 points on the year and go get the number one overall pick because a team like Edmonton that has two of the best players in the league in McDavid and Dreisaitl, they might go get Lafreniere if they don't advance to the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's ridiculous. So the Red Wings got hosed, yes, because now they're going to pick at four. And as we said last week, this is a very deep draft. They have they are going to get a good player at number four, but it is not going to be like Alexi Lafreniere. And that, it, to me, when I was laying on the ground on my disgusting floor in East Lansing, su- sucking up dust mites and dead flies that are laying on the ground in the corner, all I could think of was, wow, how awesome would it be to see Lafreniere in a Red Wings jersey? And it's not going to happen. It's to me nice to watch Lafreniere in a Rangers jersey. It just doesn't – it's just yeah, ridiculous. It's, it doesn't make any sense. It and and sense. the thing, the thing what, to me is you, you – at number four, you have an opportunity to get a player that can come and play in the NHL right away. I firmly believe that. But based on how the Red Wings operate, I could also see a situation like Zadina where he spent a lot of time in the AHL and you really didn't get a taste of him in his rookie year except for a couple games he really didn't perform that well. So while, yes, you may see whoever gets taken at number four play a bit for the Wings this season, he's not going to have an impact like Lafreniere will right away. And that's in part of my biggest thing of why this upset me so much is getting a player like that absolutely changes your franchise. Jersey sales, ticket sales, all the revenue associated with people coming to games. Like if you don't, if, if this, whoever they take it for, if he's not in the lineup on opening night for the Red Wings, which I don't think he will be, like, like you just lose out on what you could have had with Lafreniere. 
it, it's like it, I don't want to call it like a, a franchise killer, but who is there to watch on the Red Wings this upcoming year? If this guy, if this guy does not play right away, who are you excited to watch? Larkin again, Mantha again, Bertuzzi again? Because after that, you don't have much else to watch. Yeah, that's what's don't frustrating. Don't get to see John. I mean, I'm gonna miss Jonathan Erickson. <laughs> That, like that's what I mean. Like that's the draw. Like like the it's like a, a satire of <laughs> not having Jonathan. Yeah, not having him anymore is what I will be looking forward to. It just it just sucked. Like I, there's no other way to put it. And when I texted you guys that I have given this city all I have, that's how that I was felt. Unbelievable. That's how I felt. I mean, like you look at the Tigers. We, we we don't even have sports as it is. And if there was one thing, one thing that could have gotten me through potentially the rest of 2020 with some sort of hope or salvation of the human race. It was the Red Wings picking first because that's something to look forward to. And that changes the course of your sports teams. But unfortunately they're not picking first. And I don't, I probably won't even watch the draft because I'll find out who they get at number four based on what Ottawa does at number three. And that doesn't sit well with me. And like, it's whatever. This like the, the Detroit needs the buzz. Detroit needs the buzz. This was the buzz because the Lions could very well win four games this year. The Tigers might not win ten. The Pistons, the Pistons will probably end up picking tenth in the draft too. And I had nothing else. This is what I needed. I needed this. I I have a theory. I think the Pistons are going to get the number one pick in the draft this year. Well, they better because, but dude, even still, the number one pick in the NBA this year is not like the number year. one pick in the NHL. I know. Let me tell you, I've always no, said I, in this theory I, yeah. that sports towns, you can only have one good team at once. I, I've just always I've just always felt like that. Tell us the Boston trend. I was just gonna say there's exceptions like Boston, because <laughs> they got millions and millions and millions of dollars. But here's the deal. Everyone stinks. So you know what that means? The Lions are gonna do well, or the Pistons are gonna do well. Or okay, okay, I'm just gonna go off on a tangent, so I don't want to do that. But I, I, I do want to ask you guys. I want to ask you one question because I did a little bit of readings, did some mock drafts, stuff like that. Who do you think the Wings are actually gonna get at four? Like, who are you? I know you said it depends what Ottawa does at three. Yeah. What are you? What are you actually thinking there? Ottawa. See, here's the here's the thing. Ottawa has three and five, and I think that they are in a perfect spot because, and the reason why I say what they do at three is going to – is I mean, obviously it's going to force the hand of the Red Wings because they're picking after him, right? But in my mind, Ottawa has two schools of thought. They can go forward, and based on how everything reads, again, Lafreniere is consensus number one. Number two seems to be more and more up in the air. It was Byfield for the longest time. Tim Stutzel, uh, the highest rank – I believe is the highest ranked skater in Europe. Let me double-check that right now because that would be very uh, – Yes, he is. Tim Stutzel is the highest well, European. The draft player. order goes. The draft order goes the NHL playoff team, the LA Kings, right? Yes. And then the Sens, us Sens again. Yes. So my thought process is the Senators have two ways to go. They go get their forward, whoever they want, at number three, and assuming that, you know, that they they're comfortable at number five getting a defenseman or a, a I don't want to call it their second choice of forward. But they're either taking, in my eyes, Jamie Drysdale at three because they think that the Red Wings would take him at four if he was there, and then they go take whatever forward is available at five, or they're going to screw the Red Wings, take either Stutzel or Byfield, which means the Red Wings are probably going to take Drysdale, and then i got to watch at number five. The Senators are going to take another good forward 
and it's going to absolutely ruin my life. As Ryan Collins has now dropped out of the chat, and that's how we roll on the Motown. <laughs> I'm if you're going to mention it, or you're just going to smoothly gloss. No, over. that's just that's just how we roll on the Motown rundown. Collins will be back in shortly, but well, I don't know. Let me, let me ask this: I mean, all everything I'm hearing, obviously from you guys. I got a buddy who's a big Wings fan. I talk to him a lot about this kind of stuff, just because I obviously don't know as much. They have to go a skater. Is that correct? Yeah, and, and that's another thing I want to bring up too. This Yaroslav Askarov is the top rated, and he's like the top rated goalie overall in this draft. And some wicked mock drafts you see have the Red Wings taking him at four. I am not a big first round goalie guy unless you are picking late in the first round, or you better be sure that this guy is going to come in and be like Marc Andre Fleury, who was a first overall pick. So for me, I know I'm just kind of rambling and talking in circles as far as who the Red Wings are going to do at four, and I want to get into this more as, as time goes on. But the more and more that, I, that I'm reading things on what the LA Kings will do at two, it seems like Tim Stutzel might be the guy at two, which then makes things interesting. Because, because the Byfield Ottawa, will go on the, on the board, yes, right? Yes, and, and Ottawa then gets to make that choice. Whether between a Marco Rossi or a Cole Perfetti or a Quinton Byfield – if they like one of those guys and feel like, you know what, if we don't take him at three, he's not going to be there at five because the wings might take him. They might go by field at three, which then I think puts the wings in a spot where you look at best available and you might go, okay, Jamie Drysdale might be the best available in a perfect world for me. I know that the Red Wings need help on defense, but as I said last week, they need help everywhere. And it would be nice to, in the top half of this draft, which is a very deep draft, it'd be nice if the Red Wings can get a guy like a Marco Rossi or a Cole Perfetti or even a Quentin Byfield, assuming that Stutzel goes at two. Best case scenario for me, Trent, Tim Stutzel drops to four and match who the Red Wings take, and we can move on. And I am thrilled with how the draft works out. But I have a feeling that it might go forward, 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 and then the Red Wings are sitting there at four going, well, shit, Jamie Drysdale is probably the best player available, and he's a defenseman. Do you take him, or do you try to get a playmaking forward like Cole Perfetti, who plays center, or Marco Rossi? And that's, to me, Again, Stutzel is the guy, and I keep doing these mental gymnastics of how Stutzel drops to four, and it's going to have to be, again, if, if if Ottawa feels like Jamie Drysdale at three is the right move for them because they're afraid the wings might nab him, that's, that's just where we go from here. I don't – it's – there's so many things up in the air. That's the thing with the NHL especially is a lot of teams keep things so close to the chest. Like you don't hear many rumors leaking of, of what teams are liking and, and, and these big reaches that teams are planning on taking. But to me, there's no reason to reach for this goalie from Russia or wherever he's from at number four. Perfect scenario is Tim Stutzel. That's my final answer. Well, <clears throat> to that last point you just made about everyone's keeping things close to the chest, Ottawa – if you think about this in any other league, chest or vest? Top five picks. Either. Same thing. Chest, vest. Close to, close to the chest, close to the vest. I guess they both work. Whatever. Well, anyways, anyways, what I was saying was yeah, Ottawa having two top five picks, that's like you're, they're, they're playing a chess match with everybody else, right? They got. They get the rest of the league by the balls. Yeah, Is exactly. That well, that's, that's what I mean. It's going to be a matter of who, obviously. In, in the top three, whether it be Lafreniere, Stutzel, or Byfield, they're probably just crossing their fingers that whether it is Byfield or Stutzel that they want at three is going to fall to them. Because I have a feeling if they don't get the guy they want that's going to fall to three, they'll probably take Drysdale and then hope to get whatever forward they want at five between Rossi and Perfetti, whichever one the Wings don't take. Unless, again, there's guy, that's the thing with the NHL. There's guys that I'm probably not thinking of that are way further down the list that teams like that they're going to take. I don't know if Ottawa wants to trade out of one of those spots. 
Who knows? But at just the bottom line is again, this this whole NHL lottery system to me it, it's the lottery system in the NBA and NHL is all predicated on this notion that tanking is real and teams do it to get the number one pick. It, especially in the NHL, I don't feel like that is a thing at all. Many players have been very vocal about how, no, it's not a thing. Team, teams don't try to lose. That's not how it works in the NHL. But for the Red Wings to miss out on number one here for a generational talent like Lafreniere is going to be, it was just crushing to me. I fell to my knees, as I said. I wept slightly, quietly on my own. It was just, it, it was brutal. And it was just a shot that I didn't need to take in the chest for a tumultuous 2020 and all four of my teams being pretty shitty in the city of Detroit. This could have been a huge turnaround. Again, for on the ice, off the ice, notoriety, and, and hey, the Red Wings are back. They have Lafreniere because people are going to watch this kid no matter what team he is on. And this team is going to sell jerseys, and they're going to get people in the stadium. And that's what the Red Wings need because if they don't have this kid, which they're not going to, they're not going to be fun to watch again next year. Bottom line. This was just an embarrassing day for the NHL. Huh? I mean, yeah, tough. I mean, I, I this is this Zoom call, by the way. I'm like way behind. I say things. You guys just like, it takes about like four or five seconds for you guys to register it. So if my tates come off bad today, blame it on the Zoom. But I do like this was like the like down the like Redwoods rebuild. If I'm gonna do that like glass half full thing, because something like this usually happens and it ends up being a positive. This is just think about it. I don't know. I'm just saying, let's think positive for once. No, well, we can't think positive. Well, listen. The last thing, the last thing I'll say about this, and you guys can do whatever because you guys are obviously the hockey guys here. But like, like you said, Rabs. I mean, like, I'll trust your judgment. It's a deep draft. They're gonna get someone they need. Like you said, they need help everywhere. You just go best available at four, whether that's Byfield. You know, the the goal. We've been talking about the whole goaltender issue for like two years on this show. So maybe you know that might not be the worst idea. But you know, we got time. Whatever. We got time to talk about it. Think about it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we'll we'll dig more into it as it gets closer. I just think, again, my, my parting words here, the Red Wings are going to get a good player at four. It's going to come down to, obviously, player development. And you can go back and pass drafts. Look, the last three years, I believe, the number one team, uh, as far as who was supposed to get the number one pick if there was no lottery, they fall on the four. There's good players that are taken at four, five, six, seven. It happens every single year. It's it, it with any league, you know. It's just the 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 rankings can only do so much. It's a matter of what you do with the player. So they're going to get a good play. I have no idea what the Red Wings are going to do with the goalie situation because I know you have Jimmy Howard who I believe is a free agent. I'm not sure what they're going to do with him. Jonathan Bernier as well. I would like to think. If the if the the one thing I could ask of this Red Wings rebuild is one of these goalies has to work out. Whether it's a Philip Larson or a Keith Petrozelli, one of these guys they have in the minors. I don't think Petrozelli is actually signed his deal yet, but someone needs to work out that you're comfortable with for the years to come. I don't know if they're comfortable with their guys, but here's my last parting words on this NHL draft lottery thing, and we can move into other stuff. This was an embarrassing day for the NHL, and it was embarrassing in my eyes because it was very transparent as to what the NHL wanted to do with this, and that was to get one of these mystery teams or one of these teams that's going to fall out of these, this play-in series into the top 
X amount of picks. If you want to say top three or the number one overall pick to force a phase two, it's going to be televised that you're going to get revenue from, and it's going to keep people talking about the NHL. That to me is why people should be up in arms. I don't think the lottery balls are rigged. I don't think the system is rigged. It's just the way that it is. And it's unfortunate being a Red Wings fan that you watch your, you, you really can't watch your team play all year because of how bad they are. And they get rewarded by moving down three spots. It's just amazing to me how the worst team in the history of the salary cap era of the NHL, not only doesn't get number one, not only doesn't get in the top three, but is picking at four. That to me is sickening, but whatever. That's sickening. the kind of year it's been. It's sickening. We got hosed. Absolutely sickening. Hosed. Guys, you know what's funny about this? <clears throat> you guys actually got me fired up for this. Good. So fired up. And when I saw the wings were picking fourth, I just looked at my buddy George, and I was like, I need Chick-fil-A. We just Ooh. went and got some Chick-fil-A. It was bullshit. Dude. And then I, I, had, yes. I have tweet notifications on for Rabs, so I'm getting the whole, you know, NHL sucks thing coming across my, you know, that was paraphrased, to be fair. No, I just said, I thank, thank you for, you know, thank you for ruining the NHL. I don't, I'm not going to watch any more games. That's how I felt. I was like, I'm not watching any more NHL games. That's how upset I was. That's just a bold face lie. Well, it was just, it was just knee jerk, like, yeah, this is rig. Like, the, you're in the moment. You're in the moment. Yes. Like, I hate my dad. Yes. Talking forever. Go to my room. But I'm back. I'm back to earth now. Um, okay, we can move on from draft stuff, I guess. I had some a couple things to touch on before we uh, did. Ryan Collins has a new segment for us that I think is going to work. And I don't want to say that Who Am I has been retired permanently, but we are taking a hiatus because it was getting. It was, it's been bad. It was <laughs> getting bad. It was not good. We weren't was, trying. It was not good. It was becoming it, it brutal. It really has not been our best work. Here, here's the couple of things I want to do. We have some, some news of things that are happening in Detroit. First of all, as we said, I think last week was when we announced that we broke the, broke the story that baseball is back. Uh, the Tigers are now, obviously, as we said, working out at Comerica. Schedule came out today, too. They're starting off the season. I believe it's July 24th. They are playing in Cincinnati against the Reds. Maybe I'm like the biggest moron on the planet. I did not realize that they were playing at like each individual team's home stadium. I thought they were going to do the thing where they were going to be in Arizona. They are? That's Florida. Yeah. And it's what it sounds – I mean, yes. Am I correct, Trent? Yeah, I think they're just going to – they're going to do – I don't know. I, have they said anything about fans yet either? No, there's no way. No, they, no there's, there's no fans. I know. Well, it's going to – At their stadiums? I mean, dude, that's this what it looks amazing. like. To me. That's this what it looks like to wild. me. Because it, it sounded we like need, we on, need to do research on this. I'm looking at this right now. Based on the tweets that I was seeing, I was seeing like so and so will travel to LA to take on the Dodgers on and that to me was so shocking because I just assumed they were gonna do kind of like a hub thing. If you're telling me that these teams are gonna just travel and go all willy nilly and play everywhere, then MLB is not getting sixty games in. Nope. And maybe I'm completely wrong, and, and Collins is going to fact-check me. But either way, Red Wings start off the – Red Wings. The Tigers start off the season against the Reds. They will – if they're playing at Comerica, July 27th is the opening day against the Royals. So take for that what you will. Guys, am I crazy that I'm actually excited to watch the Tigers? Like, if not, – not other than just, you know, that it's baseball. But I, I just – I am genuinely excited. I hope we see a couple names this year. I don't know. I, 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 we, 
are we really going to – we're not really going to do this, are we? We're not really going to talk about Tigers. But I, I just – talking to my grandpa today, I'm thinking about all the – you know, all these, these pitchers we got, and I'm thinking who and when. But I don't know. It just – it gets me juiced up. It's a 60-game season. We might see some things happen. We might see some of the young guys come up a little prematurely. I'm just – I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Also, Spencer Tony, what number is he wearing? Like 70-something? I don't think that's his official number. I think that's a, like, hey, yeah, that's his you're kind of a plug. Here's what we Yeah, have. you're a plug right now. Yeah. Say Justin Verlander wearing 59 or 57, whatever he wore. 73. Starkinson. 73. Does it? But uh, I, I just looked it up, Rabs. You're completely right. They are traveling the city. That is wild. How, that's I feel stupid. Like that has not been, have we not talked about this? Well, I, I was for the longest time under the assumption that they were going to go back to their spring training sites in Florida and in Arizona and do what they had to do to at least stay in the same state so they're not traveling across state lines and mixing with different people at the airports and whatnot and in whatever the hotels they're staying at. But I know things have gotten bad in Arizona and Florida as far as the coronavirus goes. I, this completely just went over my head. I don't know if this is like a new development that just recently happened as far as them playing at each team's home stadium or if that was the plan all along. But in my mind, right, I, I just like that to me just sounds like dumb. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, the thing that's crazy about it is like, it's not a lot. Like we keep talking about this, like, it's kind of weird. The MLB is like, after they made the dream and they're like, baseball is coming back. And it's like not an ideal situation that like you just said. And it's kind of funny that we're just realizing it because no one's talking about it. Everyone's talking about the NBA bubble. Yeah. Like how, like, like, like how, what's the DJ sets going to be like at the <laughs> NBA quarantine? But like, we're talking more about that than the possibility of the Detroit Tigers starting out at the great American ballpark and sitting like what? Like what are we? Like, it's kind of crazy. Like death facials off in like the NAS, like landscape. But it seems like a bad idea. Just thinking about it, I I, I sound like dummy. Just like, and it sounds pretty easy. But well, I hope it works out. I hope it does. I don't think it is. And you're right. We're gonna do it like that. They're not gonna get sixty games in. Well, we've been beating the drum for you know two weeks. You know, I do think airports, airports and planes, though, I feel like are almost as safe as anything at this point. And these people have private planes. So I understand that. But, like, living at home with people who are not necessarily under the same restrictions as you, I think, would be a problem. And these guys are really young and 24, and they have a lot of money. And I'm assuming they like to do other recreational activities. I like they don't want to go out to like bars and stuff like that don't blame them like that's like the thing i get really mad about this whole coronavirus thing is the people who have like like reps you graduated this year and you didn't get the proper send-off that you probably deserved and that but like the people who are like out of that who are like in their mid forties are like these people are being so selfish right now going to the bar. Uh, I, I I don't know, dude, because you would probably be doing the same thing if you're a twenty one or twenty two year old. These there's oh, this is my window in college. I wanna have a good time. Like the I 
think people get lost in the sense of, oh, think about your grandpa and grandpa. Yeah, they're not thinking about that. We're all dummies. We're all selfish pricks that want to have a good time. And I think that's what these sports leagues don't get yet, that, like, even all the, like, protocols they're going through, there's going to be idiots like me going to the bar. And I, I haven't really gone to a crowded bar like Rabs. Even, Rabs, do you have Corona, by the way? No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> the ship has sailed. Survived Harpers. Jeez. Survived Harpers. But I'm like none of the. I don't know how we even got to this topic, but like, wild, wild. There's no way they get sixty games in if they're doing it like that. Yeah, I don't know. I, again, there's no there's no perfect solution. I'm glad I'm not the one that has to make the calls, but you, you gotta play some sports. I don't know. I, like the world is is falling apart. Just get on the field, please, and give some give people hope. That's all I want is hope. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Oh, uh, do we want to talk about Rocket Mortgage in Detroit? Collins, you're a golf guy. That was kind of cool. Yeah, bro. Taking over just complete loser like he is. I hate Bryson. Do you guys like Bryson? <laughs> Trent. Uh, I don't know, dude. Here's the thing. I What I can't stand about Bryson is – Every single time the guy steps up to a ball, you got to hear about his diet and how much weight he's put on and, like, his new weight training regimen. Like, it's getting old. We get it. He's Seven yoked. protein shades a day. He's yoked. No one hits the ball further than him on tour. He does kind of piss me off sometimes, like, when he's, got a, when he's got a wedge shot out from, like, 60 yards and he's got to, like, walk all the way up to the green and, like, sniff the grass and come all the way back down and then go back up there to check the moisture and then come back down to hit a shot. Listen, like, he's next. He's next. Let him go. He's going to be the next big thing. I want. I just want I Phil want to him. have the spotlight as long him. as I can. That dude, he is a, a – bro- my dad no, can't stand what? Bryson. Yeah, where did Phil go? You say I want Phil to have the spotlight. When is Phil on the spotlight? I want Phil to keep the spotlight. I love Phil. You mean Tiger? Tiger's the one who has the spotlight. Phil. Okay, dude. Uh, I don't know what you're even saying at this point. (laughs) It's apples and oranges. It's apples. Like, Phil, like, we love Phil. Everyone, yeah, Phil's got cool hair. He wears a weird dress shirt in 95 degree weather. He like he hits like balls ninety yards left and something birdies out of it, but it's like Phil's not the main attraction, and we're getting off topic. But I'm just that happened, ty- Bryson, that in Detroit. Show Bryson, show me in a major, show me in a major, you can do it. But yep. talking about the Rocket Mortgage, I went last year. It was a cool event. Detroit Country Club's a really cool place. The course is super easy, and I think they're gonna have a problem attracting people there long term if they don't find a different place to play they gotta find a place that people like like the court and i think you'll see more like big time star travel to that tournament just like uh, ricky ricky dj aren't just like you're gonna need to get the heavy hitters so i i do hope they move and i know the whole lure is that it is in detroit and that area of detroit's actually really cool the Ed Ferndale, but like DC is really nice. And it's like it has some really old houses that were like designed by some really cool architects. But I hope they move courses because 
minus 23, like it, it's cool, but I feel like these pros want to be challenged and they would rather go to a place where the store's at like minus 15, minus 14. And it's a tougher trap that actually prepares for the major. So I, I think they're going to have a problem long-term if they don't move. Yeah, it is. I mean, either way, it's cool to have a tournament in Detroit. It sucked that there were no fans there, but that is our, that's Detroit pro sports had to throw it in. Um, last thing before we do your thing, Collins, Pistons are talking about being a part of this bubble now. Like the, there's, I guess the rest of the NBA teams that stink are trying to play in this bubble. Do we like that? It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, listen, listen. I mean, I, I don't. What's the I'm point? Really... What, why? What? Try. Don't even give me to listen. Listen. What is the point? The point is that these players have not played in nine months. If they don't get to play in the smaller bubble, they will not have played in nine months, and that's not normal for anyone. They're basically scrimmaging. They can scrimmage on their own time in their own facilities. That's... And that is why, at the end of the day, I agree. But I understand the point of what the NBA is trying to do here. Like, I, and and look, these players again. There was the whole issue of they're not going to get paid. They want to get. They want to get paid. They want to play a little bit. I and, get and, that. What did I, I read? It's only gonna I mean, I think they pay him though. I, I yeah, they are. They're gonna I, pay him though. They will. They will. They have to. I mean, like I don't know the whole. The, I don't the, know the gist of it all, but look, I mean, I, that's I, what I'm saying. If the if the 24 happens, they're gonna get paid. I think everyone will get paid. Because I don't know how revenue works in the NBA, but I'm assuming that the like there will have to be some dude that I'll just assume. So some kind they of play the season. So I, I don't know. I think there was guys probably, and I don't know how, I don't know. I don't know. I know basketball is all guaranteed contracts, but it seems like a stupid idea to me. Like what's the, well, like I'd rather have them playing in a practice facility in Detroit where it's a little bit safer than risk all this in for us games that are so meaningless yeah that's true i mean it is meaningless in a nutshell but it's like and on a, on a covid level it's obviously like you said collins not not very safe not ideal so so really the discussion should end there but you know should this happen i will definitely watch christian wood and seiku for eight games you know why not i, I don't know i will i will too i told you i'm not pistons free anymore so i will watch as well wait what changed your mind again i, I forget the GM. I don't know. It's just just the, the Pistons hiring a GM, and I was like, okay, like now we're all right. All right, Troy Weaver made you un-Pistons free. Well, someone write that down. Um, yeah. Last the day week, I the so day the, I the day I came back. Well, they fired all their assistants office. If you see that, they didn't fire him, but they're all like he's got to hire a bunch of other ones. I wouldn't be surprised if Tayshon or Chauncey is one of those. Hire Chauncey. Get Trent's Chauncey dreams would come true. Dude, they got to get Chauncey in the front office somehow. In due time, Trent. In due time. Okay. We'll finish the show today. We have a brand new segment that we're unveiling. This is the brainchild of Ryan Collins. I believe the way that Ryan Collins had titled this to us in the group. I got a title for it. Go ahead. You can do it. I had it written down, but I, you, you'll do it more uh, It's the Tarshan Anderson Memorial Regiment that will never have a correct we all to have. Tarshan Anderson. Shout out to them. 10 to 2 in the mo- like mornings on 971. This is them like every like Thursday. 
Okay, so you want to explain to the people what we're doing today, then, as far as our, our first, our first, uh, Kyle or Trent and I are just laughing because we can hear like every sixth word you say. But explain, explain to the people, explain to the people what we're doing today. It's basically like it's an uh, like that J first LeBron thing, except in a smaller scope, and it's basically what it does every time. It's like. Oh, could Chipper Jones, like, Chipper Jones is a better athlete than Michael Vick. Like, something just so stupid and, like, but it gets people mad, but we all like having this conversation. And what Rab said, it's, like, something that, like, you and your buddies that's around on the couch, and you know it's idiotic, and you're, like, starting to joke about it. You're, like, ah, LeBron versus MJ. And then it actually sees, except this will be about Detroit sports and good stuff. Okay, I like so, that. We need something like that, yeah. you know. In the spirit of who am I, we should end the show with something like this every week, you know. So today something we get the blood flowing. What's what's today's Collins? How do you want to phrase it? Best role player in the sports history in the last fifteen years. Okay, <laughs> it's unreal. <laughs> best best role player in Detroit sports in the last fifteen years. Any team. Any team. Bingo. <laughs> okay. Is this even like? Can you guys not even hear me? No, it's just it's just the word. It, it's like you, it, it sounds like a drunk C three PO is speaking. Yeah. Know, but it's all good. It's okay. Well, that's we, not good. We do the best we can. <laughs> we do the best we can. Wait, sorry, I forgot. Callus hasn't seen Star Wars. Right? I didn't think that joke was funny. I, I, I laughed. I laughed. You didn't laugh. Don't make me come on. Don't laugh. <laughs> that wasn't a good joke. I'm sorry. I like, I like C3PO. I like C3PO. All right, Trent. Why don't you why don't you kick it off for us? Who is the uh, in your eyes the best role player in Detroit in the last 15 years? So I was driving up to Ludington, you know, after a fourth weekend in in, in the hometown of Grand Rapids, Grandville. And I saw this text from Collins, and my mind went one place instantly, and that's the Oritic for the Detroit Lions. Let me, let me tell you what oh the Oh, my Oritic God. <laughs> this is the worst thing I've ever heard of my entire – the Oritic. What are you talking about? Okay, if, if we're going to, like if – we, if we got to reclassify what a role player is, what, like, what, what are you yeah, – like, What's the definition of role player? Not a starter. Not a starter. Well, not mine a doesn't starter. count. I would agree with that. No, no. It can, I mean, in hockey, it's different. Yeah. in hockey, it's different. It's probably – he's not in the best four players on your team. How about that? Okay, okay. Okay, Theo Riddick, before I was – No, go ahead. Yeah. shut down. Here's the deal. Theo Riddick played in 84 games with Detroit, started 19 of them. So, obviously, a vast majority of the games, not a starter. Uh – he was running back, of course. <laughs> you guys got me way off my game right now. Look, look Theo Riddick doubled his receiving yards with the Lions, then rushing yards as a running back, all right? I remember the Dolphins game in 2014. You had a game-winning touchdown reception from your boy Matt Stafford in the fourth quarter. Talk about a safety net. Golden Tate and Theo Riddick from about 2014 to halfway through 2016 was the best safety net in the NFC North. And that is my that is my final answer, Theo Riddick. I just have so many memories of Theo Riddick catching passes over the middle and running 
as fast as he could, wasn't very fast, but he always laid his life on the line for the Lions. Had a lot of clutch plays. Go to receiver. Laid his life down. Obsessive. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Trent, no, I'll, Trent, I, <laughs> I was saying I've given I all accept, the half to the city. I accept, I accept Theo Riddick as an answer. I agree. Because he was, that's, I think, you know, role player fits him well. He did, he was a piece, but the problem is the Lions are never good with Theo Riddick. Okay. But they were never good at role ever. player I could think of was Theo Riddick. That's I'll fair. see what you guys say. I'll see what you guys say. Go ahead, Collins, you go ahead. Placido Polanco. He's a starter. Yeah, see, to me, it's like. That isn't that, uh, he played what every you day. He played every day, yeah. and he was very good. He's a role good. player. When you, when you choose it's Tigers, do you think of Placido Polanco? Or do you think of Carlos Guillen? Or do you think of. Yeah, do you get what I just said? It's a chat for me. A role player is <laughs> you're not in your players, but he's a piece. Hey, it's if, not I knew all, yeah. criteria, if, if I knew that was the criteria, I'd say That's J.D. Right, Martinez right. because – What? No, he was one of their best players. No, he wasn't. Mickey, J.B. Mickey, Mickey. – <laughs> I got nothing. Sorry. Sorry. Maybe in like 2014. I mean, I don't know. I'm, getting, I'm really getting us off track here. I'm getting us off track. I would argue that – Never mind. Rabs, Rabs, you just got to go. Are you good, Collins, on your, on your Placido Polanco play? Guy played every single day for the Tigers, but that's the role play. <laughs> okay, Mike, I don't so, even know. Uh, you, you, uh, I mean, I don't even know I have a role player for the Tigers. Sorry I'm not to pins as my role player for the Tigers because he didn't start. A role player doesn't necessarily mean he's not a starter. Like, yeah, you get – yeah, cool. The he's on the second line. Edwin's he's involved in like what? What is that criteria? Idiots. God. Okay. If I knew the if I knew the criteria, maybe my answer would have been different. But either way, I think Collins. <laughs> I think Collins is steadfast with Polanco. I'm steadfast to Riddick. Rabs. Let's hear it. Okay, my role player – see, I had two because after Collins in, – in Collins' defense, he did announce the criteria. My first guy that I had was Lindsey Hunter, was my first role player. But it, Lindsey Hunter was, like, really good for the Pistons when they first drafted him back in the 90s or whatever. Yeah. Obviously, he came back and had some, like, decent time. And, like, when I think of guys that didn't start for the Pistons, like, in, like, the 04 – like that going to work Pistons, like Lindsey Hunter pops up. But I will say, based on Collins' criteria of you can't be a top four player, it can be a starter, but you're not necessarily the best guy, I would say the best role player in Detroit in the past 15 years, Tayshawn Prince. Okay. But he, given the criteria? No, no. Given the criteria, that's fair because he's the fifth best. Well, just because, just because he was, he was. I have that legendary poster of the 06 Pistons All Stars. 
Tayshawn was not a part. He was the only one in the starting yeah. five that was not a part of that. Tayshawn, to me, was a guy that, like, when you think of the going-to-work Pistons, he's probably one of the – like, you always think Ben, Chauncey, Rasheed right off the bat, and then it's a toss-up between Rip and Tayshawn of who you, whose name you say last. Tayshawn, like, he didn't get the ball all the time as far as being the scorer on the, on the team. The guy played defense. The chase down block still to this day gives me chills. I don't know. I just I, I look at Tayshawn as a guy who on that Pistons team that was made up of five guys that weren't necessarily superstars in the NBA, he played he was so key in that starting five working together. That's why I consider him a role player, even though yeah. I didn't want to go with Lindsey Hunter. All right, one of my favorite players of all time, Tayshawn. Love him. Also, great last name. That's a different story for a different day. Also, given the criteria that Collins just laid out. That's probably the best answer in Detroit history, let alone the last 15 Thank years. I mean, it's either him or maybe like Vinny Johnson, or you guys could probably tell me some Red Wing who was unbelievable, you know, in like the late 90s. But By Conklin. There we go. Or or Dennis Rodman. Gino. Boys. He was like, hey, uh, how about this? I think Tayshawn probably is the best roller. So he, I won. He served his. No, no, fine. Fine. You won. <laughs> Maybe this wasn't the best topic I mean, to start you, off this new segment. You beat but, me with Theo uh, Riddick, I can tell you that. I'll, yeah, I'll say this, though. Nipson was not necessarily, like, he wasn't asked to do everything. He was asked to do a specific thing. He was very good at it. And he well, didn't really go over is. or under that. Isn't that what a role player is? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. That's why I said it. <laughs> so we just mad me? No, we can, but it's like it, it's <laughs> it's just tough. Like right there for a this second, sucks. it sounded like it sounded, it sounded it sounded like you were underwater. Underwater, yes. Yeah, just say that. <laughs> it did. Okay. Is it better now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's good now. AirPods stink. Get a better microphone. Yeah. It comes and goes. It comes and goes. <laughs> It looks like college. Your 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 uh your video on the screen too is moving so slow. It's like you're inside of an etch a sketch. <laughs> yeah, Collins is blowing bubbles. I hear everything perfectly. <laughs> yes. Everything's good on Collins' end, but we. It's, uh, every every ten it's, seconds, it's, it's I torture. see a bubble. Poor Collins. Collins he's on, he's on sprint speed. Yeah. All right, should we wrap it up? Well, I think that's it. I think that's all we got, right? Okay, well, we'll get – That was a flop. That flop. I mean, <laughs> no, God. no, no. That stunk. No, no, no. It didn't It it didn't stink. That's a good – I, I had this title as dumb sports. Yeah, we debate about it. What the, what the hell do you mean it didn't stink? It was the whole point. We're supposed to talk and yell. We can't we hear you. Me. We were trying. We hear every sixth word that you say. <laughs> Listen. We could understand the gist of what you were saying. So that's all I guess. Listen, listen, we're on what? What are we on? Like the the 20th episode over Zoom? I think we're doing fine. I give us a pass. I think this is. We need to get back in the studio. Back in the studio. Unbelievable. Oy vey. Oy vey, as Bobby would say. Oy vey? Oy vey. Yeah, it's a good That's Spanish, isn't it? No, it's not Spanish. Read a book, Trent. What is oy vey? I've like heard a, that before. Jew, it's like a Jewish thing. It's like, oh, it's like, for the love of God, oy vey. 
Holy vey. All right, all right. I'll read a book. All right, we're going to wrap it up today. uh, Next episode, we buy Ryan Collins better Wi-Fi, so stay tuned for that one. Uh, (laughs) That's going to be it for today for the Motown Rundown. For Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins, I'm Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show at Motown underscore Rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Don't miss a single episode. We're on Apple Podcasts and we're on Spotify. New episodes every week. Stay safe. Wash your hands. We love you guys. See you next time.